0: Last week, we heard from Maddie Osman about how to make money on marketplaces. And at the core of that advice was the ability to productize your services. But if you're not sure how to do that, where do you even start? Well, this week's guest, Brian Castle, has you covered. His advice has inspired me to start offering my own new product I service, and I know that he'll do the same for you. Now is a great time to start looking at how you can make your business and your income more predictable, and the advice that Brian gives in this episode will surely inspire you to really start doing that. And we'll get into all of that in a minute, but first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. As someone who struggles with what kind of content to create or what's ranking best in Google or really anything SEO related, Ahrefs has been instrumental in increasing traffic to my website. Over the holidays, I had my best quarter for affiliate income because Ahrefs showed me my most popular pages and topics, and I was able to optimize my content and my gift guides and update them accordingly. I would have never updated one of my gift guides because I didn't think it was that popular. Ahrefs actually showed me it is my most popular page. Ahrefs makes competitive analysis easy as well. Their tools show you how your competitors are getting traffic from Google and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most search traffic, find out exactly the keywords they're ranking for, and which backlinks are helping them rank. From there, you can replicate or improve on their strategies. Now, uh, as I said, I don't think I'm getting significant search traffic, so I use Ahrefs tools to help find topics Worth creating pages or content for. I can easily see estimated search volumes and gauge traffic potential with their keyword explorer tool. It's been a fantastic addition to my toolkit. Just this morning, I learned that my everyday carry post has been popular. Lots of people are coming. So I think it's time to update that because it's five years old. If you want to gain a following or just improve traffic to your website, Ahrefs is the tool for you. You can get a seven-day trial for $7 over at Ahrefs.com. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot for a seven-day trial for $7. And if you're anything like me, you'll be hooked. Again, that's A-H-R-E-F-S dot for a seven-day trial for $7. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Brian Castle. He is a business and product owner, and I know him best through Audience Ops, where he offers a productized service. Uh, Brian, before I bring you in here, I just want to say that I I am offering my very first productized service thanks to advice I got from Brian at um, Cabo Press, a conference that happens. Around October, put on by Chris Lemma. So, uh, Brian, thanks for coming on the show. How are you today?
1: Doing good, Joe. Yeah, uh, good to talk to you. While it's like freezing temperatures out here, compared to where we last talked down in Cabo, where it was beautiful.
0: But yeah, in, in paradise. <laughs> which I don't know if you're friends <laughs> with Chris on social media, but he's there as we record I, I this. Saw, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I don't I think I he saw, ever really
1: leaves there. So
0: uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I think like it, like his office is just like a green screen, and he's always there. Yeah. Um. I am near Philadelphia and it is just like a frigid it it's like a painful cold now. Like yeah. I tolerate the cold pretty well, but this is
1: Yeah. It's like it's, 10. It's bad. I'm in <laughs> uh, Connecticut over here. So okay. same deal. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Nice. Uh let's see. What uh are you like the northern part of Connecticut or like the southern part of Connecticut?
1: Southern, um I'm I'm near New Haven. Okay. You know, down Does that make you a Yankee on the coast fan? there? Nice. I grew up in Long Island, New York, so I'm a Mets fan. Oh. Actually, ah, oh, Mets fan.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's. Uh, I know. I, I, sh- always... I should
1: probably stop talking now. That's fine. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I like. I like the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan. I like the Mets. Fine. I just like. I divide New Jersey and Connecticut based on. Yeah. Fandoms, right? Because like it is Northern, a weird mix yeah.
1: here, here, like where I live here in Connecticut. It, you you get like Boston and New York kind of mixed yeah, in the yeah. same area. That's weird.
0: Yep, yep. People, when people tell me they're from Central Jersey, especially, I'm like, do you like the Phillies or the Yankees? And if they say Phillies, I'm like, you are Southern Jersey. There's no such thing as Central Jersey. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, we are going to talk about product high services today. I'm really excited about this. Uh, last week, uh, I spoke to Maddie Osman, who um, kind of talked about making money with marketplaces. And we touched on how you need to have pretty clear and predictable uh, offerings on something like Fiverr in order for it to go really well. And that reminded me a lot of some advice that you have. So, um, let's, let's start off with a little bit about who you are and and what you do.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I usually like to kind of work backwards on that question a little bit. I yeah. I've done a bunch of things over the last, I've, so I've been like self-employed doing, doing my own thing out here for man, like 11 years, 11 or almost 12 years, I think. Um, and so, uh, Right now, I I most you know I, I do a couple of things. One thing is I run Audience Ops, which is a productized service company, which we, we do uh, blog content as a service. So a lot of the SaaS companies and WordPress companies and things, they, they use our team. I have a team of writers and copy editors, and we basically write and produce all the blog art article content that comes out for them. We also do some podcasting services through Audience Ops and some customer case study stuff as well but basically that's all productized and i've been working on that for almost 5 years now to to a point where i'm really not in the day to day on that business almost at all i mean i spend maybe an hour or so a week um doing a little bit of sales just answering a couple of questions here and there from my team but i've got like managers in place who handle most of that um and so that kind of frees me up to spend you know it's not like i'm um, vacationing all the time. I'm I'm right. still working, you know, 40 hours a week. Uh, but I'm these days I'm working mostly on software. So I've been designing and building uh, my own software products. The main one being uh, one called Process Kit, um, which is a tool for some freelancers use it, but it's it's mainly for teams and agencies and and companies who need to manage their processes and run their projects, like powered by their. Repeatable processes, so it kind of gotcha. automates like delegating tasks according to your processes on how you deliver things to clients and how you onboard and, and, and that sort of thing so um, i've been uh, I've been kind of rolling that out for you know throughout this year and and, and you know this will be coming out in twenty twenty so um, uh, yeah that's kind of taken up most of my time and then you know kind of working backwards from that um, before audience ops, so this goes back to 2012 to 2015 or so, I I worked on a business called Restaurant Engine, and that was um, a website builder, which kind of turned into a, a productized service aimed at at restaurants. Um, it was all built on WordPress, but I, I learned pretty early on in that business that you know they don't really want uh, a, a mag- like a website that they can come and set up their own website. Mm-hmm. They they want it done for them. You know. Uh, at an affordable price and high quality. And so I built this system kind of like a SaaS business, but then I ended up hiring people to like set up restaurant websites um, and, and get them onto the subscription. Um, and I built that business, again, like designed to like kind of remove myself from the process. And I sold that business in uh, in 2015. And that's when I sort of transitioned into uh, audience ops. And before, wow. all, before all that, I mean, I come from a background as a web designer and web developer and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean like it sounds like across your career you've like run the gamut, right? You've done the services, you've offered a SaaS, and you have a SaaS now. Um, you've sold a business, which is really cool. Uh I like what you said about kind of restaurant owners don't want you know, they don't want this vast um product where they can customize everything. I think this is why like Squarespace and Wix are so popular for people who just who just need a website. Like you can do anything with WordPress, but like Most people don't want to do anything. They just want like their phone number on their website.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, like when I started Restaurant Engine, I started it around 2011, I think, and and Squarespace was around, but it wasn't as popular as it as it is today. Um, and and WordPress was out there, obviously, but um, what I found then was that most small business owners, especially restaurant owners, like they don't even know what WordPress is, let alone... Right. Like, they don't even know what, what a domain name is. Like they're, they're, right. they're really like, um, just kind of ancient with that. And, and, so, and so I kind of saw that gap as like, look, I know how to set up WordPress sites. I know how to handle hosting and install plugins and, and have some themes designed and all that. And I kind of put all those pieces together into... My thought was it would become a, a hosted WordPress uh, platform, which, which it was. And, it, and I, my thought was it would be a SaaS, which it sort of was, but really quickly in the first like six months of that business working with customers, it was like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll just set up your sites for you just to get you onto the, onto the platform. And then I started charging for that. And then I started hiring people to have a process to do that. And then it was like, oh, I guess this is like a productized service.
0: Nice, nice. So yeah, we've, we've both mentioned that uh, a bunch of times, but we haven't really defined it yet. Uh, how would you define a productized service?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, it is in my mind kind of different from typical freelancing or consulting, or it's also different from typical agency work. So whereas those are, tend to be pretty customized can, it can, you know, work can really vary from one client to the next. All your clients are very different from one another. Um, uh, and you're kind of, every time you have a new client, you've got to like figure out what do you, what do you need? How much is it going to going to cost? like How many hours is this going to be? What's the proposal going to look like? And you go back and forth and it's just a painful process. With productized services, I, I think of it as just a very... It's a set solution to a problem for a fixed price with a more or less fixed scope. But the, the key idea is that it's aimed at a very specific type of customer. So if you know who your best customer is, and maybe maybe you're targeting a certain industry, maybe you're targeting a, a, a group of industries, but but the same type of role in that in that business. If you know, have a problem that you know you're, you're best position to solve, you can design the ideal solution to that and put a set price on it. And and the goal, the 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 key idea is that it's easier to sell, number one, at, at, it, it's easier to scale up as a business, but it's also easier for the customer to buy. You know, because if you think about like the typical client who's going to go hire a freelancer or, or a company who's going to hire an agency, it's painful for them to, to try to figure out like, can they really do what I need them to do? Or I don't even know what I need. I know I have this problem, but and then, and then okay, they're quoting me all these billable hours. Like, I don't, I don't, like, how many hours is it really going to take? you know it's 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 just a painful process and then you, and then you start to like negotiate over well if we cut out this and that then maybe we can change the price with a productized service the goal is to get it to where to where it's just a yes or no you know so so the customer comes comes to your website or they meet you or or you reach them however you reach them but then it's just a question of am i the customer that this business is identifying yes or no do I have the problem that, that they are aiming to solve? Yes, I do have that problem. Yes, this is a no-brainer. Like This is exactly what I've been looking for. It, it should be easier to uh, to kind of buy and sell, basically.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It, it kind of makes me think of uh, going to a mechanic, right, where uh, an oil change is a set price. You know exactly what you're getting from an oil change. Um, but when you get your car inspected and then they're like, well, the brakes and rotors are going and you need this new hose and it's going to cost a thousand dollars and uh you're like do I really I don't know I guess I do I have to yeah. trust this guy enough to know yeah. if he's like yanking my chain or not but um and and I think with a productized service something uh, you know it's it's probably n- niching down but like to the next level right uh because you have selected some industry or some area where you want to specialize but then you also know that area so well that you're removing the question of, does this person know what I need? Um, so like with restaurants, yep. you knew exactly, you knew what restaurant owners wanted. Uh, whereas maybe since I don't, I haven't done a ton of restaurant sites, I might go in and be like, uh, oh yeah, we could probably like do your menu, but we don't want to do a PDF. And now it's like, oh, so I have to like manually input all of my, like yeah. all of my menu items or whatever. Like what's that like or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's also that that also comes through in the marketing and the messaging too. So when I ran restaurant, it's still running today with a different Mm -hmm. owner. But when when somebody goes to that website, if if they are a restaurant owner, they're looking at this website that says restaurant websites. They're seeing pictures of restaurant websites. They're seeing testimonials from other other restaurant owners. So the question in their mind of like, can are they is this company capable of making me a restaurant website? Like, of course of course they are. They, they clearly, this is what they do every day. Compare that to a random client coming in contact with a web designer mm-hmm. whose, whose website says I design nice websites. Like, okay, like, but, but do you design them for my university or for my doctor's office? Like, I right. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I could really trust that yet or not.
0: Yeah. 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 It's the difference something going, yeah, I could do that. And like, yes, I do that. Right. That's right. like, um that's that's fantastic and and like i said um at the top of the show uh, after having a conversation with you and a few other people at cabo press i decided to um start offering a productized service because uh and we can get into this a little bit more like what, when should somebody do this uh, i want to focus more on my memberships and my podcast um and uh you know as this episode comes out um I'm like my wife is due uh, in July with our second child, um, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, and so like I I want to I don't want to trade you know time for dollars anymore, or I, I want to do that as little as possible. And mm-hmm. um, I've been in the podcasting realm for a bunch of years now, and I know exactly why people would want to outsource this to somebody. Right, like it takes too much time. I don't know all the steps. I know all the steps. It takes me less time. All you have to do is talk or whatever. Um, and so my messaging is getting honed and I I picked up my first client shortly after I launched that because they tried to launch their own podcast and it didn't work and they're like yeah we will gladly pay you to do this. Um so uh, so I had my reason for launching a productized service. Um yeah. is is our productized services for everyone?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good um good point there because I think everyone has I mean, there's a lot of very common reasons why somebody would want to go down this path. Um, sometimes it's a little bit different for from from person to person. So for me, my goal was always so back so I was a freelance web designer i I did freelance tip like just typical web web design work as a freelancer for maybe four or five years there at the beginning of my um self employed career and and the frustration that I had back then was, okay all of my income is tied to my hours. You know, this was before I had kids um and uh but like we like so my wife and I would take a vacation once in a while if we could afford it, but even even when we do, it's like I'm taking a pay cut because I'm taking a week off of work. Mm-hmm. Um and and that and that just got kind of frustrating. And then the other the other thought that I had back then was okay, well, how could I ever start hiring people? Like when am I going to be ready to hire people? Sure I could I could sign on a bunch of projects, and I did contract out to, to other freelancers once in a while. But I, I didn't feel comfortable with just hiring like employees and, and turning it into a business because it just didn't seem predictable enough. It's, it felt like I could get a bunch of projects and then I could lose a bunch of projects. I, I can't commit to hire, and I and I did try hiring an assistant, and then that just caused more too much work for me. And so, fast forward, you know, a couple of years of trial and error through this. And, and what I learned was if you can make the business more predictable, so you're selling a more predictable service and you're doing the service in, in a more predictable way, you know, then you can start to define like, okay, every time we build a website or every time we set up a podcast, we're always going to use these tools. We're always going to follow this process. We're always going to follow this timeline. and. That's the basis for a process that you can then remove yourself from, and and then you can hire people to to run that process in a predictable way. It's it's this is the kind of thing that definitely will not happen overnight. It it does take a lot of work, a lot of trial and error, a lot of research into your market and talking to customers and all that. But but I mean that being said, I have found that that going the route of a productized service is actually the if if your goal is to transition from being a freelancer, selling your your time for money, hours for for dollars, to a business that could run without you, that could scale and grow and grow a team and and free you up, I have found that productized services is the, that path of like least resistance. I, I like to call it, you know, because I mean that that is what what got me out of it. I mean, because I I was also. Uh, I was also getting into info products, eBooks, courses, and I wanted to build software products. Um, and I still do. And, but those were much harder and they, and they are much harder to make that leap from replacing an, an income from being a freelancer to getting a full-time income from selling a, a course. I mean, it's just not going to happen overnight. Um, same yeah. with software, especially with software because you got to spend a year just building it first. You right. know? Um, and the nice thing about productized services is that you can start to charge your first customers very early on very very quickly and then as as you're working with them you can start to hone the process and figure out and and then you know step by step remove yourself from from that and and so i i think you can you can make that transition a lot easier that way
0: yeah and and that's a really great point right because i'm sure a lot of freelancers i mean this was me for a long time I would say, oh, you know, I want to start, I want to, I have an idea for a WordPress plugin, or I have an idea for a course I want to launch. I'll just kind of do it on the side. Um, and while I do client work, right. But then as soon as things get slow, you're like, I got to put, I got to back burner this so that I can actually make money. Um, right. And, uh, and then you get stuck in that loop, right. I was stuck in that loop for like 10 years uh while yeah. i was even like when i had let me tell you even when i had a full time job i was like great i have income coming in i can work on my product idea but then if somebody came to me and they were like hey we'll give you you know a good amount of money to do this weekend project i'm like all right i'm going to back to the side project this is yep. money now it's um, it's cash yep yeah yeah exactly uh and so um i love that with a productized service you can you can start charging uh, nearly immediately right you kind of develop it and then you with your first client um you can have money coming in because it it is that kind of hybrid thing
1: yeah exactly and and you don't need to spend a lot of um effort on designing the service and getting it perfectly right you, actually you really shouldn't do that you know you should wait until you you have real clients in the pipeline and and you and you're learning as you go um but like the you know the difference I'm sure you and your audience have heard of of the idea of like pre-selling a, a product. So, like with with an ebook, you can announce it and say, "Hey, I'm going to write this book, and it's going to come out four months from now." Um, but you can pre-order it now. That's that's great. You know, you get some validation, you get some some excitement about it, maybe a little bit of upfront revenue. Um, but it's it's not it's usually not very very much. It's it's not going to be significant. Whereas with a productized service, you can literally just charge you could just start charging whatever you're going to charge from day one and you can start delivering the service because it's a service you don't need to build any custom software you don't need to go write a big book or a course you know you can just start getting to work on it um, i mean i you know I hesitate to say like it's so easy that it could happen overnight because it really it 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 does take a lot of Work and it's usually built on whatever experience and inroads you have with with a certain type of customer. Um, but once you identify the customer and the problem you're solving and and the way that you want to solve it, I mean, once you identify that, it you can you can begin getting those first paying customers very quickly. I mean, with audience ops, from the time that I had the idea and and passed it around to a couple of my warm contacts to to the first paying customers that i mean that was under 30 days you know wow. um yeah and and i mean it wasn't it it wasn't like a it didn't replace my full time income in 30 days but i had like three paying co- clients within 30 days and and that grew from there you know so it's like you can start doing this pretty quickly
0: yeah absolutely and and again to mirror that because you've been doing this for a long time maybe some people are saying well yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. Again, I this is my first productized service. And from the time I built the page um, to, again, shortly after I floated it to a few people at WordCamp US is when I really started pursuing um, potential productized service clients. Uh, I signed my first one within 30 days. And I've got two very warm leads um, that I'm guessing it's probably just because it's the end of the year as we record this and so like people are on vacation and budgets and things like that but um, yeah i mean it's right. awesome I, you know yeah.
1: because it's like it's not like they're just meeting you like you're you're a freelancer consultant they it's like it's, so it's a podcasting service production yeah, service yep. um yep. so it's like you've identified it's like that thi- you've identified like that thing like those are people who are like you know in the new year i really need to get a new podcast started but i don't know how um and and it's like, boom, like your, your solution was like right there, like right place, right time, you know?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and to your point, I knew ex- we met and I, I talked about this and they're like, we were thinking about starting a podcast, but, and I'm like, but where do you host your audio? But how do you schedule this? What equipment do you need? They're like, exactly. I'm like, I know all of that. So right. you just show up with a microphone and I'll do the rest.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: So, yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, so hopefully by this point, we have convinced at least some of the listeners that a product tied service is right for them. I will say this. If you are like a, a – I have my master's in software engineering, um, so I love programming and solving interesting problems. If you're somebody who always wants to be like solving that crazy, interesting problem, maybe a product service is not right for you. Maybe you are more fit for like that agency life where like every new project is a different project um it really boils down to what you want out of your business. Do you want to be replaceable
1: i I would push back on that a little All bit All right yeah please do <laughs> uh i I come from a like a designer, developer, programmer background, and I actually think of productized services, especially when you start to think about the processes very much like programming. It's literally like follow the process step by step. And, and if, if this happens, then do that. Or if this happens, then do that. I mean, this, this is, pro- you're literally programming yeah. your business to run a certain way, you know? Um, and I mean, that's what process kit does. The, the, the tool that, that I built, it's, 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 um, it's literally about put it's just putting people in place to run mm-hmm. a, in, instead of, instead of uh software to do it. But um, you know, you're, you're, you're doing that and then the other the other thing to, to you know I get, I get this question a lot where it's like well I don't want to just do the same thing over and over again i I like the variety i'm I'm a creative person I'm, I'm analytical i do I do different things. I personally found that as I transitioned away from just doing like websites for clients to building different businesses, it's much more challenging, and in fact the every project that i'm working on these days is different from the next it's just that the product that we're selling is the same so gotcha. like, just just the like the product and what the client buys that's that's supposed to be as predictable as possible but i'll spend one month working on the product i'll spend another month working on our marketing plan i'll spend another month working on our team i'll spend another month working mm-hmm. on our website a different month you know working on a, on on improving churn or retention like there's always something new and a new challenge to work on and and you, and you're constantly learning like one, once you get into this game of like if i can build a business that can run without me then then all of a sudden it it like it's almost like a blessing and a curse like it's great cuz you're building something that can grow but at the same time it's like i never i never realized there were all these other really challenging things that i that i have no idea how to solve but i'm going to try to figure it out you know
0: yeah that's interesting so it's, it, you essentially move from solving problems uh, from working in the business to working on the business, right? Like exactly the right. problems yep. you solve are different. um yeah, I, I really like that. That's great. i'm I'm glad you pushed back on it. um and so let's let's say we've we've now convinced even more people how how do you start a productized service? like what is what is the first step I should take to figuring out uh, my productized service?
1: yeah. so um well, I, I like to think about this concept of like, uh, it, it so if if you've heard of the the, the term product market fit to, to mm-hmm. know if you have the right product for the right market, I think there's another side to that, which is like product founder fit or business founder fit and so you you, you think about yourself like you have some connection whether to it, whether it's to an industry or a type of client or a technology or a platform, you know like in your case you you really know podcasting really well, so it's so it's some area that you have a unique insider knowledge inside like you know a, a unique advantage that other people don't really have. basically you're you're w- well positioned to solve a certain problem. Um, you kind of want to start there and then at the same time, thinking about what type of customer am I well positioned to solve that for? And you kind of have to merge a, a, a number of things, like number one, like which customers have this really experience this problem and they know that they they experience. Which ones are willing to pay for that problem to be solved? Which customers am i easy can can I easily reach? You know I mean, I'll be honest, like when I ran the restaurant engine business like i I didn't think so much about that early on like I don't have any personal connections to to restaurant owners you know i I just very slowly over a number of years clawed my way up into Google rankings to try to reach them, but um if you can go to a WordCamp and, and you know a lot of WordPress people and and like that's like easy access to a group of people who who experience the problem, like you wanna start there is what I'm saying. You wanna start where yeah. you where you already have a unique advantage, you already have some inroads and connections. Um that's a good place to to begin. And then and then you just start to think about that that problem and solution.
0: I love it. Um That's great. So again, I mean, what you're implying here is right. It's it's not going to happen overnight. You're making inroads into something, and if you've been freelancing for a while, maybe you realized, oh, I do, I do these types of sites well, right? Or um, you know, uh, projects where I get to work directly, uh, with like the lead uh programmer go go really well for me. So maybe I want to. Make sure I I, I offer a productized service where I'm talking to their lead technical director or whatever, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Uh, so it it really it really comes down to understanding, um, what you what you do best, what you like to do, and and, um, like you said, where you can kind of make those inroads.
1: Yeah, and like everybody has some sort of inside connection somewhere. I you know you you might be surprised if if you just haven't really thought about it before, but like even if you're coming from working at a full-time job, you worked in some department and you know the inner workings of how companies like that work. There's probably a whole bunch of things that they do that the outside world doesn't really know about. Like like oh they're using these like crazy spreadsheets to handle this thing. It's it's chaotic. Like if if only like, you know, you can go in and solve that that problem for other companies like them or like my wife is a is an occupational therapist, you know, I, I just having known her, I, I know about all these like weird challenging problems in that industry that like other people wouldn't know about. Like you never know, you know, like where you can find those inroads or, or you're a freelancer. You've been working with a nonprofit client. Oh, nonprofits have, have these challenges. Like, you know, you can, you can find them anywhere.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's another really good point, right? Cause I'm sure there are some people listening going, well, you know, I don't, I don't feel what I do is that special, but, um, uh, but it, it's, it's, less that and it's more what's what's something that you enjoy doing that you feel you do well for a particular group of people you do well right like mm-hmm. you mentioned that you you do some podcasting um with through audience ops and uh we talk to completely different groups of people though right so it it's like even though we might be offering something similar which i'm i'm not entirely sure we are um we're still offering it to like those groups of people that we've already made in rounds with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other, um, the other exercise that I like to think about at at this stage, when you're just kind of getting started with this is, um, is kind of like a thought exercise, right? So just imagine if a, uh, if, if one of those like dream clients, like a, like a perfect type of, of person that you would that you would like to work with or a company that you would like to work with they just came to you one day and they said, Hey, you know I think we have this problem or we we want to achieve some goal but we don't really know what we need, and budget isn't really an issue for us, so you just tell us what what you think we need to do I, obviously that very rarely happens <laughs> but um, but just but if you can just imagine it, what would you say right like like if somebody came to you and said like you know I really want to want to launch a, a podcast in January like what like I have no idea where to start you can start to say um well if, it, if I were doing it for me I would want to use this microphone I would want to use this this planning for the calendar I want to do this this and this and you can put together your best ideal solution like everything that you think should be in there um and 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 just kind of you know design that ideal solution and then and then of course you can figure out the pricing and and how to how to make a profit on it and all that but um but that's the first step is to kind of package up your your best ideal solution without having to go through the back and forth of like oh do you want this yes or no do you want that yes or no mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. yeah yeah it
0: i and and um it all of those yes or no start to make the the product more predictable and so you... Uh, or less predictable. I'm sorry. Um, and you actually said pretty early on, right? Uh, how do we a productized service is about offering something, and the goal is to get to where it's a yes or no. Can you can you elaborate
1: a little bit on that? Yeah. So um, so that that's really just about you know formulating that value proposition, right? So um, uh, today. People come to Audience Ops website and they're they're probably coming in already sold on the idea, like we know we need to do content marketing, we know we need more blog content. Um, they come to our website, they learn about what we do, they see our pricing right there on the homepage. And and it's just yes or no. It's like and it's not that that people even buy it right there on the spot. They still get a consultation and they do a sales mm-hmm. call, but they book the call already knowing. Basically, what we do, they know how much we charge. They're basically sold on that idea. They just need to kind of talk to somebody and get some some questions answered about it. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it's almost like doing like a custom build of a house versus buying a pre-built house. Like you go, you look at the house. Yes, I want this house, or no, I want the. uh, You know, if you're pre, if you're having custom construction done, like there's a million meetings and you don't know how much it's going to cost, but.
1: Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I just remember like as yeah. a freelancer, like I I hated writing proposals. Like yeah. I really hated it. You know, I I spent like, you know, because you would get a lead, like somebody would come to you, probably a referral from, from someone else. And then, oh, I heard you design websites. Great. Let's have a meeting and 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 mm-hmm. talk about it. Oh, like, I got to go take a train into New York City and talk to somebody for a day. I don't even know if they're going to become a client, you know, right. and then, and then I come home and, and I got my notes of everything we talked about. And then I spend another whole day just writing a big, long proposal. And then they see it. And then they try to hack it apart and, and negotiate over it. And then we go back and forth. And then it's like a 50-50 chance of maybe they'll end up signing a contract. you know. And it's like all that wasted effort. And it's just painful. So if you can get to that point where it's like, this is what we do. If, if this seems like the problem, the solution to the problem that you know you have, then it's like, yes or no. you know. And if right. it's not, great. Like we don't, we don't really want you as a client if you're, if it's, if it's, you know, not what you need basically.
0: Yeah. And and that's another great point, right? Uh, you know, what if somebody looks at your site and they say, Oh, this is great. Like, I love all the content you're offering, but like, can you also, um, you know, can you also do like a white paper for us or whatever? Like how much, what, how much extra would it cost to do that white paper?
1: Like right. what would you so, say? Yeah. Uh, um, I think in some cases it's, it's, it's okay. Because like, especially early on, you want to hear those questions. And if you hear the que- the request come up repeatedly, it's like, okay, well maybe that's something that we should build into the service for everyone. You know um, uh, other times it's like, okay, well, that's just a distraction and, mm-hmm. and it's, and um, it's just going to make it harder to to build into a process but early on like it's again it's not the kind of thing that happens overnight like for me you know it's i went through years of transition where i was doing restaurant engine and still doing totally custom projects to to pay the bills i mean mm-hmm. that happens you know but um but ultimately uh like today every every question like we'll get requests sometimes for like can you can you do this extra thing or can you do it twice as fast than you normally do and we learned the hard way early on. it's like we can't really deviate from the process because it it just makes everything fall apart, you know, and it just makes everyone's job harder
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. so um I you know I think that's th- those are actually two great points, right? Um starting off, like those special requests are probably good yeah. right if if in in the next year or so, as I start to get more um podcasting clients, if they're all asking. Uh, if they just want me to buy the microphone for them or something like that, like I can I can build that into the price. I will buy and ship you the microphone that you need and here's a video on how to set it up or whatever, right? That's probably like an yeah. outlandish thing, but um, you know, one of my add-on services right now is a website and it's like a super canned website that's just going to list the, the, um, the episodes. I offered that because it's what I do best. I don't know if people are actually going to want it. Maybe in six months I decide I don't, I'm not going to offer that because it makes yeah, my thing. service like I, less predictable.
1: You, you know, I definitely found a few things very early on in audience ops that I thought were valuable to include. And it turns out like, A, the clients never... So we did this thing where we, did, where we prepared this whole big monthly report for every client. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how your content is performing. And in, in theory, it sounds like it adds a lot of value. But, mm-hmm. but in reality, number one, the clients never looked at it. <laughs> and and number 2 it took my team like weeks just to prepare these reports every single month like mm-hmm. like we would so you know we would send like the november report like december 20th something like that like yeah and and then as the client list grew that just became a massive mm-hmm. massive like rock to that just like killing everything in, in the business so it was like we just ditched it, you know, after, after a year, we just kind of stopped doing it. And, and, um, so, you know, you can, you can find things like that where sometimes, you know, uh, it's, it's whether they're, they're not asking it or not asking for it or not using it, or, or it could be something that could add value.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, so, uh, we have been, we've been talking for quite a while now, uh, when we are, we're coming up to the end. Uh, so, um, we ha- I think we have a really good foundation for at least people to start thinking about should I offer a productized service and and how can I start that? Um, what are a couple of tips um, that you would offer to somebody who uh, who is ready to make the jump? I know like we've it's been mostly that the last ten minutes or so, but um, if you just said like do one two three, what would you say to uh, the listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know it it is it does take. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable to start to think about like oh i'm going to start doing some work that i'm not being paid for my with my hourly rate you know it's 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 hard to get your mind around that but at a certain point you know if you are going to grow out of freelancing and and into a business that can ultimately grow and and not only grow in size but actually grow in value i mean you know you're going to have to get to a point where you're not working on things and being paid by the hour you're you're working on the business and so If you can take any time out of your schedule, like, I mean, like during your work week, don't, don't do this on a Saturday or whatever, like spend a Friday or or like every Friday thinking about, you know what, how can I make my business better? Or what, what are the areas in my business that are, that I'm not happy with right now and try to diagnose the underlying issue. And, and, you know, maybe it's some, some of the things that we talked about here, um, but if you just take that time away to to kind of analyze it and work work on your business so you could start to think about things like what if I was not the person doing doing this work for the client and somebody else in my team was, what would need to be true for that for that to happen? Well, we would need to have a process, I need to have the right person in place um, you know things like that
0: gotcha um, I love that it's and uh especially kind of what if I wasn't the one doing it? I think that's. A principle that I've learned, especially in podcasting, like if it's not something I need to do, uh, I don't want to be the one doing it, right? So like editing, I outsource editing. Um, Transcribing, I outsource transcribing. Uh, To people who have been doing it for my podcast and I trust them, if I did those things, this service would not work because I would spend too much of my week doing things that I didn't necessarily need to do and probably don't do as efficiently as my editor and my transcriber.
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, the other, the other thing that I hear a lot about productized services is like, well, my clients really trust me or they want, they want me and they want my talent. They're, they're not Mm going to trust my team or whatever. Um, I, I I would push back on that. I think people would be surprised. Ultimately like, yeah, your clients might like you personally, but, but ultimately they're paying you money because they have a business problem and they need it solved. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, they they will trust in your ability to build the systems and build the process and your ability to vet and hire the right people to carry out your service you know they'll trust in that just as much as they'll trust in your personal talent and i mean in in most cases you know the the quality will be better i mean in my in, in audience ops like believe me my clients don't want me writing their articles <laughs> like that's, that's just not good. it's not going to be very good i'm not a professional writer you know um we have professional copy editors and everything and it and it's like, you know, it, it's just a much better process for them. So yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost like I like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I I don't expect Ben and Jerry are going to make the ice cream. Then, right. right? <laughs> um uh and so actually quick follow-up question before I ask you uh what a trade secret of yours is um is uh what if you do get pushback from a from a potential client and they're like, no, I want you working on it. Is that like an automatic no? You're like, all right, I'm we are not a good fit.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, in my business today, like it's it's just not an option, you know. Yeah. Um, um I'm trying to think if uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like I just haven't even had that request, really. Yeah. Um yeah. Sin- since day one of audience ops, which was back in twenty fifteen from the From the very beginning of it when i when I announced it to people um, they knew that I was the one behind the business and and designing it and building it um, but it was abundantly clear that I was not the one writing their content um, mm-hmm. yeah i don't, I just don't know like i I didn't have that request, but you know the the way that i would I would handle it is is just that you, you know because you want to sell. Your process as a benefit and and your right. team as as that like one of the one of the big selling points for my company now with audience ops is that you're getting a much you're getting so much more value than than hiring one person to do it, mm-hmm. you know because because yeah. that's literally what what they're coming to audience ops for because their alternative is to either hire a full- time person, which costs way more than audience yeah. ops, or they've tried hiring a freelancer and they didn't like the results. You know and it and it yeah. it still took them too much time to manage their freelancer, you know with us, you get a dedicated writer plus a copy editor plus a content manager plus the assistant and our process and everything is handled and and we've really got it dialed in, so it's like you're getting this whole team of specialists you know for a fraction of the price of like one person, so it's that that's like a big selling point that I actually talk about on sales calls and stuff
0: yeah, that's great, yeah. Uh, you want to sell your process as a benefit. I I I like that. Um, because it's it's true. You know, I've had people who are like, I really want you to work on this project. And I'm like, I don't have the time, or it's gonna be way longer now. Um, I'm like I won't be able to get to it for six months.
1: Yeah. Or, or, or it'll cost like 10 times more.
0: <laughs> like Yeah. If I'm yeah. gonna bump you to the to the front of the line. So um I think that's really great. You know, it's I'm still the brain behind the process. But now right. you're getting people who are better suited than me to do each of these specialized things. I like that a lot. Right. Yep. Uh, awesome. So, uh, as we wrap up here, I do need to ask you my favorite question, which is do you have any trade secrets for us?
1: Trade secrets. Um, <laughs> uh, it's different for everyone, but I'll, I'll say wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> I I have become a, a morning an early morning person and and I just I don't know what it is but I get so much more done in the in the early morning hours than mm-hmm. the rest of the day you know yeah. um I I try to push my calls and things out to the afternoon but mm-hmm. the morning is like for me is like sacred like I I literally get like 10 hours worth of work done in like a 2 hour span you know between like 7 and 9 a.m. or so yeah,
0: that's I can really level with that. I was going to the gym first thing in the morning, and I realized that my productivity took a little bit of a hit because my morning is when I'm most productive. So I like reworked my schedule a little bit. Now, I mean, I will say that I haven't been as diligent about getting to the gym because the afternoon I'm just like zapped or like it's rush okay. hour by the time I'm ready to go. But um, I, I think what you're saying is right here. Like, you know, wake up early, it's different for everybody, but you have found your most optimal time and you have… uh Arranged your schedule to help that,
1: yeah, and also, you know, thinking back to when I was doing that balancing act between trying to get restaurant engine off the ground and I'm still doing client work as a freelancer, um, I remember that i um I prioritized my product work first in the day, so wake up early and work on restaurant engine, and then mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get to my client work. I have to. I have deadlines for that. Yeah. I'll just do that stuff in the afternoon. But the my my personal priority is getting this product business off the ground even though it's, it's paying me way less than my client work is paying, just do it first. You know, g- give it all all of your energy and and you'll get to the other stuff later.
0: That's great. I really oh man, I I really love that cuz like your clients are an external force on you, right? Like if somebody's hired you to do something, that's going to be the thing that pushes you to get it done. Um yeah. but like if you're not motivated in the afternoon, and you're like, "Oh well, now is when I was going to work on my product or my course or whatever," yeah, you just burned by then. It's yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, great. That's great advice. What a great trade secret. Um, awesome. <laughs> well, uh, and I feel like I I I don't think I have like uh, explicitly clarified it yet on the show in, in like 200 episodes. Uh, but when I say trade secret, I never mean like give me the secret sauce to your business. I mean like give me something. <laughs> Uh, an interesting uh, piece of advice. So uh, I've had a couple of people who are like, I don't want to give you a trade secret. And I'm like, I really just mean <laughs> advice. Um, uh,
1: no, I, I, I'm pretty open with with everything. I, that's another yeah. thing I've been really into, especially this year, is trying to share as much as I can. Um, like I do, I do a podcast and um, lately I've been doing, this isn't really related to productized services, but um, on my YouTube channel, I do a lot of uh, like watch me work stuff where, Nice. Um, I'm doing a lot of my, de- you know, design and software development, just kind of, this is, this is really what I'm working on. So look, look, you know, watch me do a real project.
0: Oh, that's great. Like a, like a, almost like Twitch TV-esque, but for like Kind of, stuff. but yeah. a, a little
1: bit edited after the fact, yeah. but, um, but like I just released a series where I, I, I just created a, like an explainer video for my product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And while I was creating the explainer video, I was also recording like how I'm making it. That's cool. Um, And I released that as as a whole series.
0: Nice. I uh, might steal that. Um, So if you've seen me do that in early 2020, know that we recorded this in late 2019 and I stole
1: it before this episode comes out.
0: Um, (laughs) Awesome. And that actually uh, is a perfect transition. You talked about some of your other stuff. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so my personal site is at briancastle.com. I do sell a a course uh, called Productize and we have a private community. Um, it's really great. It's been growing over the years. Uh, it's folks like us, like consultants and freelancers, making that transition to productized services. Um, that's at productizedcourse.com, and uh, you know I'm on Twitter at at castjam. That's about it. Nice.
0: All right, awesome. I will link all of those and everything else we talked about in the show notes over at howibuiltit. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, when we started, it was bright, and now uh, it looks like the sun is setting. For yeah. both of us. Uh, so um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks, Joe.
0: Thanks so much to Brian for joining us this week. I honestly loved so much of what he said in this episode. And like I said, uh, he inspired me to start my own productized service over at shipyourpodcast.com. Uh, so I think I, I think the things I want to highlight here are... Um, kind of like your thought exercises. What would the ideal customer look like? What would you say if somebody came to you and asked you to solve a problem? Uh, Things like that. So I really like his tips um, and definitely be sure to check out uh, Brian and everything he has to offer. Uh, I also want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Drafts. I'm so excited to have them on board because as I said uh, during the sponsor read, they have legitimately helped me make money by understanding what content of mine is working the best. So be sure to check them out as well. To learn more about them and to get all of the show notes, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 165. You can get all sorts of downloads there, uh, as well as find links to our sponsors and to rate and review the show, which... If you liked this episode, be sure to do that because it helps people discover us. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.